The pleasure of reading a story and wondering what will come next for the hero is a pleasure that has lasted for centuries and I think will always be with us. Stan Lee. Hey guys, um, welcome to this week's episode. Um, I'm really excited to do something a little new with my listeners. Um, you know, for those of you who follow me on Snapchat, you already know what's up. Um, I'm here to do Mills movies today. Yes, Mills movies. Um, (laughs) I love doing these, like, little reviews. Like I said, if you follow me on Snapchat, you already know what's up. Um, you already know a little bit what to expect. Um, but, you know, for my new people, welcome. You know, thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, what I want to talk about today is a very special movie that I'm so happy to have seen. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, so certified fresh, okay? Um, 94% audience score also on Rotten Tomatoes, which is always great because we don't really see a lot of movies that, um, or not that we don't see a lot of movies that don't match up on the score, but there, it has been known to happen where the two scores do not match up. Um, you know, critics versus audience ratings. Um... This movie has recently been nominated for the BAFTA Film Award, okay, um, for Best Animated Feature Film. Um, recently, more importantly, won the Golden Globe for Best Motion Picture Animated. So you probably already can tell what movie this is. <laughs> Guys, I'm talking about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yo, let me talk about this movie. I guess with this movie, you can say that all of the things were amazing. <laughs> it was the ultimate Spider-Man movie. Alright, I'm done I'm doing puns. <laughs> I'm like awful at them, so I'm going to just stop trying. Um, What can I tell you about this movie? This movie was so, like great whatever you know whatever adjective you want to put on it um like there's just this movie is so great on so many levels let me start by saying this if you have not seen it yet in theaters i highly recommend that you go and you watch it in theaters okay my friend i want to go watch it you know shout out you know who you are we, like, you know, he was like, okay, so, but Spider-Man, though. I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll get around to it. Like, I had been wanting to watch it, you know what I mean? But he's like, okay, but really, though, um, Spider-Man. And I'm just like, yeah, 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 you know, like, yeah, I'll get around to it, get around to it. And he's like, no, but really, though, Spider-Man. Because, you know, like, the holidays, it gets kind of, like, hard to, um you know, to make time to go to the movies, which is what I always find interesting about movies that are, are released around the holidays that do well. In this case, Spider-Man, you know, Into the Spider-Verse. Also, Aquaman did really well for having been so close to Christmas. You know, I'm always, like, really surprised. But, um, 
you know, with this particular movie, like like I said, had been wanting to go and watch it, just hadn't had the chance. So, um, I finally went to go watch it now in January, because it was kind of like, okay, but for real though, if you don't go watch it now, we don't, we literally don't know when it's going to stop showing in theaters. So I was like, okay, yeah, it's time, it's time, fine. Um, I'm so happy, I'm so glad that, um... I got to go and watch it in theaters because the the animation is amazing. Let's start with that. The animation is so unique. It's so different that um it's really like it's really captivating. You know, it, it kind of just throws your mind in a warp how great the animation is. I love that um you know, they use, like, the 3D animation, obviously, like, you can tell. But then they also incorporate, like, a lot of 2D animation, like, a lot of traditional animation. And they incorporate, you know, like, the the comic, graphic, novel-type style into that, which, you know, always gives it, like, that awesome, like, kind of, like, vintage e look and feel to it. So that was really cool. Um, Something that... I learned the other day when I was watching, um, you know, like an interview is that they also used some like hand drawn animation in the movie. Like it's not a lot, but it does happen. And I'm like, what? And so the example that they gave was with, um, Spider-Ham, you know, like you guys have seen them in the trailers. Spider-Ham uses, um... Like, with his feet, they had to do, like, the hand... Or, actually, Spider-Ham altogether is hand-drawn. He's, like, completely hand-drawn as far as I um can remember from, from that interview I watched with John Mulaney. And so they also had to use, um like, you know, hand-drawn sequences for his running. And what they described it as was, like, okay, yeah, like, the running, like, in the Flintstones. Like, the really fast feet. And they had to do that by hand. So, and which is, you know, something that you don't really see a lot. So, n- not nowadays, at least, you know, 20, 2018, 2019, you don't really see that. So, I was like, okay, that's what's up. Like, I can appreciate the virtuosity, the, um, you know, the, the artistry behind that and the hard work that goes behind that. So, going off animation alone this is a really cool visually stunning movie and um don't be like me that i missed out on pacific rim the original in theaters i missed out on avatar in theaters like there are just some movies that like you need to go and watch it on a big screen like i'm thinking i i want to go watch it again if i can um in IMAX just because it's so beautiful like with the colors and the art styles that like really you will get to enjoy the visuals much better if you go watch it in in theaters um on the other hand (laughs) if you have like this huge 4k tv and when it comes out you know 4k and you can watch it at home then, hey, go for it, you know, like, invite me over, I'll bring some popcorn and some beer and some coke, and we'll have a movie night, you know what I mean, like, um, I'm sure it'll look great, too, on, on like, a 4K, but like I said, you know, really, the way you can take in, like, the full, um, 
like the full impact of the visuals is going to watch the movie in theaters. Um, I mean, like I said, I can't get over like, you know, like the visuals of this, um, of this film, you know, just the, the colors, the costumes, like, you know, and, and like, and you know, the different art styles because, okay. Um, before I go on, let me say this. I walked into this movie blind. When I say blind, I don't watch trailers anymore because trailers piss me off um, because I feel like they usually, especially extended trailers, they usually give away way too much of the plot. So like a year ago or maybe a little over a year ago, I decided I was not going to watch any more trailers. Like I wanted to go into the movie um you know, completely blind. Even if I know the general storyline, I don't want to watch the trailer because there's something about that visual part. I'm a very um, visual learner, so <laughs> it means a lot to me. So I'm just like, no. Like, literally, if I'm online and I see stuff, like, right now, um, stuff for Captain Marvel, stuff for Shazam, for Endgame, I will, like, hide everything, and then now, like, Facebook, not too long ago, they came out, or, I don't know, at least I found out about it not too long ago, now they came out with this thing that you can put in, like, keywords, and it'll hide things that had, like, come up with that keyword search on Facebook, so literally, I put in, like, Avengers, Endgame, or, like, I think I put in Avengers Endgame and something else, and then so that way I don't see any spoilers or anything, because, you know, people are just so spoilerific. Like, I think I put in Avengers Endgame and Thanos were, like, the three, um, keywords that I used. Um... So, that being said, I went into this movie completely blind. But I knew, I had seen stuff, of course, but I knew, like, the general story, um, so, or not the general story, I knew the premise is what it was. So, I knew about, like, the Spider-Verse, of course, and the different versions we all know. Both DC and Marvel have, like, their own versions of the multiverse anyways. So, I love multiverse um, situations, movies, episodes, like, I love seeing variations, um, I, like, definitely with, like, even with DC, um, like, I love, like, the, you know, like, Crisis on Infinite Earths is one of my favorite comics, um, with, like, the shows, I love when they do, like, the crossovers, and, like, I love that, I love, I love, love, love that aspect, it's, like, this really weird thing, where it's like, yeah, everyone is unique, but everyone's like, um, you know, the same at the end. So that's really cool. So when you look at like the different spider people, it's really cool to see their different animation styles. Like I said, spider ham is hand drawn. Then you have, you know, Spider-Noir. I love Spider-Noir, by the way. Like probably besides Spider-Ham, one of my favorite characters in the movie um, and then we also have, like, Penny Parker, you know, um, manga style, like, Spider-Man person. So, you know, that's, like, always really fun. Um, you know, and so all of that coming together, bringing all of these, like, styles and bringing it together and making it so normal to be in, like, the same universe and, like, 
like making it blend so well I really felt like it worked um another thing I really liked visually <laughs> like really random tidbit like one of my other like really cool things that I really liked was the way that they depicted you know spidey senses which I feel like the spidey sense is always like pretty cool but like they just did spidey sense spidey sense wow um so cool in this movie I don't know I love it and then like it's really cool like when you see all of them like kind of um tapping into their spidey sense like you know in different ways like I think that's like really awesome so you know just like on the animation part alone this movie is like so worth the watch for sure as you guys know the cast and crew of any great movie is gonna be really the heart and soul of that project and so, you know what I mean? Like, you, like, in order to make, like, you can make a good movie just riding on one good aspect, right? But you can make a great movie if everyone is, like, working together and is just, you know, coming together for one purpose, one project, right? So, that being said, this movie had three different directors, okay? But, I mean, like, three directors working together, which, you know, I think with, like, an animated film, like, you kind of have to do it that way. Because the person, I mean, yes, like, someone has to have the overall vision, but, at like, at the same time, like, you've got so many different moving parts that are different than a live-action film. Like, that, you know, bringing on three directors isn't, like, a totally crazy idea. Um, the cool thing is that, like, between these three, they worked on, like, huge projects that were, you know, that brought the laughs, brought the money, um, brought the visuals, so, yeah, like, it makes sense, you know what I mean? Like, between the three directors, they had worked on, like, um, you know, like, 22 Drump Street, they had worked on Rise of the Guardians, um, on the Lego movie, like, you know what I mean? Like, powerhouse movies that, like, you know what I mean? That were pretty significant. And so, or significant in that, you know what I mean? Like, they, they really stick with any audience, right? So, when you look at that, and then you look at the, you know, the, the writers. Between the writers alone, like, for the screenplay of this movie... Yo, forgetting Sarah Marshall, 21 and 22 Jump Street as well. Um, Get Him to the Greek. Like, I mean, <laughs> hilarious movies, great movies. Um, So, definitely, they were just pulling, they were pulling all the stops for this movie, man. For Spider-Man. Like, they were pulling out all the stops um, to get, like, a strong production team. Um, of course, the casting was amazing. It was phenomenal. Shamik Moore, okay. You know, you guys know him from The Get Down and from Dope. Um, Jake Johnson from New Girl, you know, playing Peter Parker. Um, Haley Steinfeld plays Gwen Stacy. John Mulaney plays my favorite casting situation like I 
think he's hilarious and I think that the fact that he plays Spider-Ham is the best thing ever like that for me was like where I was like you know what it's gonna be a great movie <laughs> like mind you remember I didn't watch the trailers but I had heard his like that John Mulaney was gonna be in it I was like John Mulaney and then of course I did see some like you know photos from the movie and I was like oh my god i Bet you he's Spider-Ham. Why would he not be Spider-Ham? And of course he's Spider-Ham. So, um, I'd like, oh my god, I cracked up during this movie. Um, if you guys don't know who John Mulaney is, go on Netflix. Um, there's a couple, there's like a few stand-up specials that he has on there. And yo, you're gonna die laughing, 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 laughing. Um, some other, you know, hard hitters in the casting, Marshala Ali, okay, Moonlight, alright, okay, excellence, black excellence, you know what I mean, I'm not even going to tell you who he plays, just watch the movie, you will hear it, you will figure it out, and you're going to be like, oh my god. Um, another, like, surprise to me, Nick Cage. Yes, you heard me right. Nicholas Cage. Alright. Nicholas Cage is in this movie. What? Because, like, I heard his voice and I'm like, that voice sounds so familiar. Like, who is it? And then when I found out, I was like, yes, that makes so much sense. It was awesome. Um, I'm not going to tell you guys who it is. I'm going to leave it as a surprise. I, you know, I love surprises, so I'm going to leave it as a surprise to you. There's a few, there's a lot other, there's a lot, you know, of, um, surprises as far as, like, characters and castings go. So, I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not, you know, don't go look it up. That's my suggestion to you. Just go watch the movie. You'll be pleasantly surprised and you'll be like, yes. Same thing happened to me when I watched, like, Lego Movie. Lego movie, I was like, I recognize all these voices. Oh my god. And then when I went to go look at like the, the casting list, I'm like, yo, this is a great. Like, I just love that about animated movies. It's like it's like an element of surprise. So it's like a extra layer of like awesome, you know what I mean, being brought to the screen. Another great thing about this movie, the soundtrack. Yo, let's talk about this soundtrack for a minute. Let's let's talk about this soundtrack, yo. So, this is the way I look at it, right? I have I have Spider-Man right now juxtaposed with Black Panther. We started 2018 with the black superhero movie, the first of its kind, I'm going to say that. We all know. We all know it's not the first because Blade, whatever. The first of its kind. I'm going to put it like that. And then we ended the year with a black superhero movie, also the first of its kind. So, um, and, and you know, they couldn't be more different. They're so different and that's the beauty of it. You know what I mean? Like... We don't have to be boxed into one type of hero. We can have variety. We can have differences. And so, in the way that Black Panther's, you know, soundtrack 
really, you know, pushes the movie up there, like, really adds to, like, the atmosphere, to el ambiente of the movie. Of course, the soundtrack for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse did the same thing. You know, I'm not, like, here to talk about Black Panther, but... Like I said, you know, this is my show, so I'm going to let you know what I think, right? So this is the way I see it with that. Black Panther brought us to a different world. Sort of familiar, sort of not. So, you know, Kendrick was producing the album, and it had this beautiful, futuristic, like, modern sound to it that was out of this world. You know what I mean? Like... You know, futuristic in that, not in like beep, beep, boop, robots, no. Futuristic in that this is where me, our music is heading. Like, we're already making our moves towards that. We we just have not reached it just yet. You know what I mean? And then with the soundtrack for Spider-Verse, it's like, this is where we're at right now. This is the youth. And that's the way, that's really the way I look at this soundtrack. Because right after the movie, I had to come home and get on Spotify and just figure it. Like, I'm like, I need to listen to this without dialogue behind it, right? And I'm in love with this soundtrack. Like, I've noticed in the past few years, like, I guess, you know the studios are kind of, like, taking their soundtracks a little bit more seriously and investing more into, like, the star power on the soundtrack. Because at the end of the day, music brings us together. Music kind of, like, ties everything together. You know what I mean? You guys may have noticed this um, episode. I'm kind of fiddling with, like, background music. So there you go. Just to kind of see, like, how I like it. Because, really, music is, like, kind of, like, the bow on top to any project. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, like, it's really cool because this soundtrack has has some, you know, not veterans. The only veteran on, like, veteran, veteran, veteran on this soundtrack is, like, Lil Wayne and Nicki Minaj. You know what I mean? Like, they pop up on the song each. Um... But everyone else is, like, pretty new, or not new, new, like, undiscovered artists. I mean, there are some undiscovered artists, like, on here. But, um, modern artists, right now artists, like, what the young kids are listening to. Like, this is what the kids are listening to. And so, <laughs> I just aged myself. This is what the kids are, La Juventud, this is what La Juventud listening to. Um, yo, let me talk to you about who's on this, on this soundtrack right here. All right, we all know Post Malone is on it. I was telling my family, like, oh my God, I gotta go figure out what song that is. And he was like, oh, that's Sunflower. I was like, okay, cool. Oh yeah, that's Post Malone. I'm like, you know what? I hate you because now you just got me to admit that I like a Post Malone song. So whatever. I guess it is what it is. 2019, New Year, New Me. Um, Sway Lee's on it. Like I said, Nicki Minaj. Um, you've got Ty Dolla Sign, Lil Wayne, XXS Tensacion. You got Jaden Smith on this album, which makes sense. You know what I mean? 
So you've got, and then you've got, like, another, like, you've got, like, a whole slew of, like, you know, smaller artists that I really have never heard of um, on this album. And they all come together and they make these dope tracks for this album that, you know, you would listen to now. Like, this is, like, the music that I, yeah, like, it goes well with the movie. You know, 13, 14-year-old kid in Brooklyn you know what I mean? Like, this is what he's bumping. And I love it. Like, the soundtrack just really, like, paints the picture of 2018, 2019 New York. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, definitely my favorite song off the soundtrack would have to be Familia. I know you guys, or some of you guys know, and now all of you will know. I don't care for Nicki Minaj. So, I just kind of am pretending she's not on the song. But, um, Familia with Bantu and with Anuel, of all people. <laughs> it's a really good song. Yo. Like, this song is so good. That one and Starter Riot. Starter Riot with Duckworth and Shibuzi is lit. Like, definitely, 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 like I said, this is something that I could see, like, the youth, La Juventud, bumping. Um, I w- the <clears throat> My only criticism of this soundtrack, I wish... They would have had maybe one more track with the Latino artist. I just because he's Latino. I appreciate that they didn't make it like you know like they didn't try too hard with the collabs because I know in the in, you know in the past like when when you get like Latino like reggaeton you know, for instance, and hip-hop artists to collab, it's sometimes a little forced. Um, Honestly, legit, they could have put Cardi B on this album. I'm going to tell you why they could have put Cardi B on this album. Why she would have been perfect, right? Obviously, everybody's bumping Cardi B, La Juventud. She's a New Yorker. I know they went with Nicki Minaj, but she's a New Yorker. And she, you know, is like our protagonist, like Miles. She is half black, half Latina, and she is proud of both. And she taps into both sides of her culture and she represents. That's, you know, kind of my argument for like they could have had Cardi B on this album. But, um, you know, it is what it is. I like it either way. They definitely could have, um, like I said, added, like, a little bit more, like, Latinina to it. But that's okay. It's cool. It's cool. Like, because at the same time, I understand. It depends where you are, you know, in life. You know, some of us bump more, one more, one one culture more than the other. Or we just, you know, kind of listen around to what we like. We pick up what we like and leave behind what we don't like. And so, I don't know. Maybe for for Miles, this was not like, you know, he was not there yet. And also, a lot. one thing, I don't know, you guys tell me also, like, what's up? I know one thing is that, like, I didn't kind of... 
appreciate more of my, you know, roots as far as music goes until I got older. Of course, when I was, like, in high school, you know, that's where reggaeton, like, blew up. So, everybody was bumping reggaeton. You know what I mean? Like, bachata started exploding for the younger generation. The younger modern generation at the time. Bachata exploded. Um, So, like, that kind of came natural. Because that's what I grew up with at that point. Like, high school. Alright, we, we, this is all new to everybody. But, it like, in high school, I wasn't, like, I wasn't bumping salsa. I wasn't, like, listening to salsa all the time or um Bayonato or Cumbia or anything like that. That came as I grew up and I grew older and, like, um you know, I've been getting more into, like, my roots. So maybe that's why they didn't put any of those types of collabs in there. I don't know. Um, let's see. We'll figure it out. But, um... It's, like, it's definitely a great soundtrack that, like, definitely holds its own. Shout out also to, um, to, to the Biggie in the movie. They play some Biggie. They license that music. I was, like, yeah, like, I was, like, oh, my God, yes, yes. Like, this is perfect, you know what I mean? Like, New York Kid, yes. So, you know, shout out to Sony for doing it. Like, for doing it right, okay? Um, like, I, I absolutely loved it and I enjoyed the music behind this movie. But yeah, like, there's, like, so many amazing things about this movie. Um, one thing I definitely forgot to mention when I was talking about, like, the animation and, um, and all of that is that I love the use of onomatopoeias in this movie. Alright, guys, before... I, let me spell it for you, because I know you're going to have a hard time figuring out how to spell it. It is O-N-O-M-A-T-O-P-O-E-I-A-S. Onomatopoeias. Yes. Alright, let's get transferred back to, like, high school. Onomatopoeias are words that describe a sound. So, we traditionally see a lot of onomatopoeias... In comic books, you know, you'll you'll see, um, you know, like, boom, bam, slap, like, things like that. And so they have that popping up throughout the movie. And I love it. I love it. Like, yes, bring me back to the comics. Um, you know, snap, crackle, pop. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> bagel. So definitely, <laughs> it's like those little details that make all the difference. Um... Let's get to the storyline, man. Like, oh my god. I'm not going to tell you guys the story, of course. This is a spoiler-free review. Like, I am not going to... I'm not going to ruin it. I'm just going to touch on some general themes. And, um, you know, and like, we'll kick it. So let me tell you. This movie, one, is hilarious. Like, I did not expect it to be as funny as it was. Like, I legit laughed out loud. You know what I mean? And you know what's funny? Like, I've noticed a lot of these, at least for me, maybe it's my humor. But I don't know. I have, like, weird humor. Like, a lot of sarcasm. You know what I mean? Um, A lot of these, like, kids' movies are, like, hilarious to me. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Once again, let me bring up, Lego Movie was hilarious to me. 
Like, I absolutely loved Lego movie. You know what I mean? Um, it was just, it was just a great movie. And so was this one. Like, the writers did great with that. There were, like, you know, a few, um, key, key jokes in here. Like, you know, bagel. Um, (laughs) and, you know, just, like, some running, some running jokes in the, in, in the, in the movie. Um, there's, like, a part where, like, Peter Parker's, like, all right, new plan. I re-examined my gender biases and, like, goes into, like, the other plan. And I'm, like, you know what? Yes, love it. Um, and you'll see why when you watch the movie. You'll just be, like, yes. (laughs) Um, you know, like, like, they, there's a lot of cool things about this movie. I love that Miles is, like, extremely New York. He's New York, you know what I mean? He doesn't have, like, that super, you know, coffee accent, but, like, he definitely has, like, his little, like, accent. Um, it's funny because I was watching something where they kind of, like, mentioned as far as, like, movies go, Tom Holland was, like, the first one to kind of, like, bring, like, a little bit of an accent, like, a New York accent to Spider-Man. And I was like, huh, that's crazy. I, like, I had never thought about that. So, that was interesting. So, it was cool to see it happen in Into the Spider-Verse. Um, I found it interesting that they had, there was no Venom, which to me, to me, I, like, I know Spider-Man has a lot of villains, right? Which we'll get to that in a little bit. But to me, Venom is, like, the iconic villain for Spider-Man. Obviously, they were not going to put Venom in this movie for a lot of different reasons, Um, which if you've seen Venom, please let me know what your thoughts are, because I haven't seen it yet, and I love Tom Hardy, and I want to watch it, but also supposedly it's, like, not super great, so I don't know. There's no J. Jonah Jameson, y'all. Like, there's no J.K. Simmons. (laughs) There's no, I hate (laughs) Spider-Man. Get me pictures of Spider-Man. Um... We have no JJJ in this movie. I don't know. Like, it's kind of weird. Because, you know, like, he's, like, kind of, like, an important character in the way that, like, Alfred's important. You know what I mean? Like, he is a part of the lore. But there, it was okay. We didn't need a J.J. Jameson here. Like, we really, we really did not. And that was okay. And it works. And it's fine. Um, (laughs) I, it would have been interesting, though. Um... So I love this movie because, you know, one, it's a coming-of-age story, right? It's really funny because they have, like, puberty jokes in there. So that was that was great. Um, it's a coming-of-age story of, like, this kid who has, like, this power that's, like, so big and so um, out of this world. Like, he doesn't know what to do with it out of this universe, if you will. And so for him to then find himself with other people who are like him yet different that's cool like that's beautiful um you know and like what's cool about seeing the different versions of each universe is like you kind of see just like the different variations of like the way it can go and you know um you could see like the variations in like their origin stories because like that's really cool too um, 
they did great with really giving each character their screen time, giving them their story. Um, you know, they had like great characterization for for every spider person in their family, you know what I mean? Um, of course we had like the classic people Aunt May, you know, Mary Jane. Mary Jane. So that was so that was, you know, like that's like a given. Um I like that when Miles gets his powers, like he's totally tripped out, like in denial. And it I feel like as far as like an origin story goes, like it kind of goes a little bit more in depth into the whole freaking out over having these brand new powers and like, you know, the hijinks that ensue. So I think that was really, that's, you know, it was really cool. It was really like down to earth about it. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, you know, he's super New York. He's half black. He's half Puerto Rican. I love it. Of course, the representation that we're getting in this movie, um, you know, to have Spider-Man, who's such a, like, traditional, like, um, traditionally, like, white American superhero, you know what I mean? Like, he, like, Spider-Man's one of the big bads. You know what I mean? Like, yes, Superman, Batman, um... You know what I mean? Like, you, Captain America, but then Spider-Man is America. I mean, but before the whole MCU kind of started, you know, happening, I want everyone to remember that the most American thing that we could find as far as, like, a superhero, um, you know, at least, like, when we were, like, in middle school, was that one picture. Y'all know what I'm going to be talking about. The one picture of Spider-Man with, like, the American flag or something, like, on, like, the, like, on, like, you know, a skyscraper in New York. That was about the most American thing you could get around 9-11. And I'm not even trying to, like, make jokes. Like, that, I just remember that imagery very vividly. So, to get him and to... One, make him a black kid, half black, half Hispanic. Like, that's like, that was a bold move, you know, on their part. And we all know that these people all, like, got death death threats over this. I mean, like, I know, you know, remember, like, years ago, someone came up with the idea and was like, yeah, yeah, Donald Glover should be... Um, Spider-Man, and in his stand-up, he talks about it, about, like, all the people, like, getting, like, how he was getting, like, death threats, because suddenly, like, you know, these really crazy white people that just were, just could not handle the fact that Peter Parker might, could be black, and then, you know, there was, like, that whole thing, and so, I think it was really, I think it was really cool that they were like, you know what, we're not going to make Peter Parker black. We're just going to make a whole new character. And, you know, he's he's doing things by his own right. And I like that. I appreciate that. Um, and then on that, on that subject, I would like to also thank Sony and the writers for showing strong black father figures in this movie. I'm talking about Miles' dad, Miles' 
um, uncle. Like, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful image of the black family, yo. Like, that everybody's, like, really, you know, that, like, you're really close with your people. And so, I really appreciate that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that to me was really impactful. Um, and you know, it, and it, 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 I haven't read, I can't sit here and say I've read the comics, not this Ultimate Spider-Man comic. I, I haven't. With Miles Morales, I haven't. I've been slacking for many years now, apparently. But I really appreciate that they kept true to that in the movie because that's like, that's crucial and that's important. And, you know, we gotta, you know, we gotta write our new histories. So... Um, I love, I just love that. Um, the villains in this movie are great. It is no Sinister Six. We are still waiting on that, but it's pretty close. Close enough, or not even close enough, but it's as close as we're going to get. So, uh, we'll take it. You know what I mean? Um, I like that, like, you know, because of the fact that there's, like, different spider people from different universes, like, there's, like, um non-traditional partnerships and so that's really cool it's like hey we can all learn from each other you know what i mean um and i like that overall the moral of the story is yeah like resilience like you have to have you have to you have to draw up your own inner strength but that doesn't mean that you're doing it alone that is the premise of the movie and so, I love that. It's a beautiful message. Um, like I said, it was a great, great movie. I absolutely adore this movie. I cannot wait to go watch it again. I can't wait for it to come out on, you know, Blu-ray 4K so I can buy it. And watch it again and over and over again because it's such a good movie. And it's like... Once again, um, you know, like I said, these kids' movies, they're getting, like, they're hilarious, one, and they're getting so good, like, so good to the point where it's like, yeah, man, like, this is, like, a standout movie for, like, for kids and for adults, and so I definitely, um, love it. I hope there's a sequel. I hope they don't rush for a sequel. Because when you start rushing, that's where things kind of get weird. <clears throat> Looking at you, DCMU, alright? No one, no one told you to rush Justice League. Not the point. But, um, I'm not hoping that they're rushed for, like, a sequel. But I really do hope that, that they're able to make, you know... Uh, uh, something else because this this was like an amazing movie and like I definitely highly recommend it and you know like I just want to point out the 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 significance of this movie you know what I mean like it's kind of, it's a big deal I mean look Spider-Man was originally written in 1962 right like Spider-Man showed up on the scene 1962 you know Stan Lee Steve Ditko they did their thing a amazing superhero like the all-american like little blonde boy or brown-haired boy brunette from you know Brooklyn and you know as as 
a lot of us know, Stan Lee, like, kind of based some of the, like, his characteristics on himself. You know what I mean? Like, he wrote Spider-Man as himself when he was a teenager. And so, it's, like, all these, like, anxieties that we see traditionally come from Spider-Man, these fears. Like, that's Stan Lee. Like, this is his lifeblood into pouring this lifeblood into this character. So, let me tell you how long it was. And like I said, you know, let's go back to the death threats. You know, some of some of these, like, comic book people, they get so freaking caught up in, like, certain aspects of a character, a.k.a. skin color, that, like I said, like, they really get upset when they find out that there's, like, some crazy change. Between 1962 all the way to 2011. 2011 is when Miles Morales, like, that's when that storyline came about and they created that character. 1962 to 2011, alright? So, what, like, 50, yeah, 51 years later. And people were still freaking out about the skin color of this person. But, you know, they went ahead, they did what they had to do, and, like, people, you know, loved that storyline, great. Alright? And so, it's kind it's significant that we were able to get this movie now. Miles Morales showed up in 2011, and we got the movie in 2018. At the end of 2018, so pretty much 2019. But 2018, nonetheless... Let me put this into perspective. 1966 is when Black Panther came out. Okay, like when Sam Lee created Black Panther. We got our first Black Panther movie last year as well. So, it, you know, so it's kind of like, wow, it took this much time. Mind you, um... Miles Morales had already been appearing in, like, the little TV shows anyway. So it's not like, okay, this is, like, the first time he's making, like, an on-screen appearance. No. He had already been showing up in, like, the little shows. Black Panther had, like, a short-lived show in, like, I don't even know what year. But we pretty much did not hear from him until, you know, until he showed up in, um, in Civil War. So it's so as far as like Miles Morales goes getting his own feature length film that's a big deal because 7 years is nothing in Hollywood 7 for 7 years for like a character to be developed to have the to have the books written to have you know to have them sell to one complete entire story arcs around this character and then to start including him in a show and then put him into his own movie, seven years is nothing. Seven years is fast. And so, you know, that's like crazy to me. And it's kind of funny to me that it like inadvertently came out from like, you know, like the whole Donald, Donald Glover for Spider-Man thing. Um, which, little tidbit, I'm gonna give you this little tidbit just to like, you know what your appetite um supposedly i have to watch it again but supposedly like donald like donald glover you know that one scene from community with like the spidey jammies like he somehow shows up somewhere cuz there's like little parts like where you see like 
little inserts from like you know our life like you know you see like the weekend poster the chance poster so i don't know where he shows up in the movie but he's somewhere so that's crazy um but you know to have like i said half black half latino to show up on the scene on 2011 for the first time and to already have his own for feature length animated film that was released in theaters that's a big deal you guys like and i'm so grateful to this movie because they showed you know not only not just a black kid being but like a black kid and a latino like you're a double minority boo boo i feel your pain and you know, and I love that. Like, I'm just like, wow. I Like, that's a movie for me. That's like a movie, you know, for my kids one day. Because, you know, they'll be, they'll be, you know, half black, half Latino still. And so, when, and I'm not even saying like, oh, a dark-skinned Latino. No, I am talking about half black, half Latino. And I like totally appreciate that because I when I first heard about Miles Morales like many years ago I would have never even imagined that he would have gotten his own movie because that's crazy because because people meet me on the street and they still look at me kind of like oh there's black Colombian people and then I have to go through like the whole history lesson yes well you know um when the British and the Spanish wanted slaves, they went over to Africa, and turns out, you know, not only did they have slaves in the U.S., they had slaves in other parts of the Americas as well, and so, you know, we just scattered everywhere, and so, so, you know, I, like, I mean, you know, whatever, I let people know, like, to put them onto the information, but people still, that, that, those are the looks I still get. You know what I mean? For being half black, half Latina. So it's kind of like... <laughs> so, you know, when I say I never imagined I would have seen a movie for someone of someone like that's like me, it's like, wow, that's crazy. You know what I mean? And so 2018 was the year, you know, of representation for real. Like, we were so fortunate um and you know representation matters I just remember like growing up you know like holding on to certain heroes because they were black Storm okay um you know Black Panther when I was younger um Static Shock oh my god I love the Static Shock movie um or not the movie the show like, like, you know what I mean? Like, these, like, little characters that were like, yeah, it's us. That's us. You know what I mean? And so, to see them on the big screen, on the big screen, that's like a, that's a deal. That's a big deal for us. Um, I love that his mom is, like, super Puerto Rican, but not a caricature. Let me emphasize that. I love that, like, no one's a caricature in this movie. Like... No one, I kind of, I, I appreciate almost that they don't bring attention, so much attention to that. Because, so, I don't know, it's like a thing, I guess, like, 
like, I think our people, um, we're kind of, like, teetering between. It's like, okay, do we bring special attention because they are black? Or do we just, like, kind of, like, not talk about it because they are black? Like, I don't know if that makes any sense. But, um, I appreciate that they're just like, yeah, this is totally normal. Because it is. So it's like, alright, moving on. Anyways... Like, not a big deal, guys. And, you know, make it a part of everyday life. And so, I really like that. Um, for instance, an example, another example of of, inter, of interracial situations. Arrow. All my Arrow fans. If y'all remember the first season, Walter. Walter is the black British dude who was the CFO, I believe, of Queen Corporation. And, um, you know, he got married to Oliver's mom. They were in an interracial relationship. And it was just so totally normal. No one brought attention to the fact that it was an interracial relationship. It was just like, yes, proceed as usual. I'm going to give, you know, a little side note. I'm going to give props to the CW because the CW loves interracial relationships. <laughs> and, like, I love that they love that. Like, they are always throwing in an interracial relationship. And so, and not bringing attention to it. Like, totally normalizing it. So, thank you, CW, for kind of, like, setting that that tone. You know what I mean? They were doing it ever since Gossip Girl. Love it. Yes. Okay. Um, so all these things were just, like, amazing. And like I said, it's a big deal that he got his own movie. Let me put it to you, you know, another way, too. So, I cannot think of, and I have not found, another full-length feature animated film from the comic book side, right? The only other one that I can think of was Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Now, that was like the first um, animated feature length film that like WB, like Warner Brothers Animation put out, like AKA DC, right? And so it's kind of crazy because that movie came out in 1993, man. 1993. So, you know, literally 25 years later, here's this movie, kind of similar circumstances, you know, released around the holidays, you know, the first of its kind, and it did so freaking well. And so that just proves, you know, um, to like the studios, like, hey, take more risks, like your audience will eat it up. Um, so, you know, shout out. Shout out to Marvel for for doing it. I loved it. Now we're gonna um we're gonna move on to like the juicy part, Mildred's ratings. Alright. Um <laughs> everyone knows I have my own rating system, my Snapchat people. Um Let's talk about it. So, if we're talking stars, you know, on a standard scale, I'm talking five out of five stars, of course. Love it. It's an excellent movie in so many different ways. I really don't have, like, a criticism for it. Um, I can't wait to watch it again. 
But let's talk about the real rating system here. The tears. We all know I like to cry for movies. <laughs> um, and my tear system is just based on the number of times I cried throughout the movie, right? Let me give you an example. So, um, Batman, like, The Dark Knight Rises got, I think, like, six or seven tears. You know what I mean? Because, um, you know, the last, the last tear was just one big, long cry. So it could have counted for ten tears. Um, let me let y'all know that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse got a five-tier rating. I cried so much for this movie. There were so many different things that were, like, I mean, it was funny. It was, you know, like, jam-packed action. And with, like, I feel like action with, like, animation, can you can do so much more. But it was so emotional. And it was, like, unexpectedly, like, emotional. Like, I did not expect to cry. I wore my mascara. I didn't know. I wore, you know, like, eyeliner on the inner rim. Like, I did not know that I would cry so much. But it was just, like, a beautiful movie. Um, I'm not going to tell you why I cried for any of the circumstances. The only thing I'm going to tell you, because I don't want to, like, ruin the movie... The only thing I'm going to tell you, though, is that definitely I, you know, cried with the Stan Lee cameo. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to, like, end this review without talking about it. Yo, I, like, I'm, like, kind of getting, like, a little emotional now because it was, like, seeing, you know, your relative after they have passed on. It was kind of like, that's right. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so the Stanley cameo, if you, like, and I left it for the end for a reason, because if you don't want to, like, hear about what the Stanley cameo is, you can go ahead and tune out now, because I'm pretty much, um, you know, at the end of the review. But, like, I love it because, basically, Miles goes to buy a, um, a Spider-Man costume, right? Like, a mask. And, like, he goes in, he goes, and then, like, the person who's selling the, the mask to him is Stan Lee. And he just has, like, that smile, you know what I mean? And, um... And Miles is like, how do I know if it'll fit? And then Stan Lee goes, the costume always fits, eventually. And just gives him, like, that little signature, like, that little Colgate smile. <laughs> and then it's really funny because, and it's, like, really, like, emotional because you're like, oh, my God. And then, um, because, you know, it's, like, one of his one of the last cameos, not the last, but one of the last cameos, and, you know, he passed in November, the movie came out in December, so, like, you know, last year, so it was kind of like, damn, like, too soon, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, he says the costume always fits, eventually. And so you look, and then, you know, like, Miles looks up, like, to the left, and there's, like, a big sign that says, like, no returns, no exchange. <laughs> And he just smiles. And so, um, it was, like, it was, like, really emotional. Like, like, yo, like, right, like, 
right in the in the heart and then you know you just like laugh after it i'm just like yeah that's that's stan lee right there um that's his legacy make you laugh make you cry make you do both at the same time but um you know what i love about the cameo and i don't know if this was their intention or you know if this was on purpose or or what have you but i love that it's stan lee giving miles morales the costume because that was like such a beautiful moment you know um when Marvel decided to take that direction with Spider-Man and, and create Miles Morales, like, he was so pumped for it. He was hyped. He was excited, you know, for, like, this new modern, like, um, picture of Spider-Man. Like, someone that, like, the kids now can identify with, can look at, can see themselves in. And so, it was really, it was really touching that it's Stan Lee giving him the costume, kind of like... He's passing the Spidey suit now to, like, the next generation. Like, that's his legacy. And so, oh, my God. Whew. Um, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And so, you know, you know, that's one of the tiers of, of <laughs> the five tiers I'm giving. Um... Like I said, it's a beautiful movie. It's amazing. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll do both at the same time. Um, take your kids. Don't take your kids because it's great for for either if you want to go, like or whatever the case might be. But um, it's an amazing movie. Well worth the time. Well worth the money. Like I highly suggest it. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. It was like such a ride. Um, like I said, I think a lot of it, too, was because since I hadn't seen the trailers, like, I just had no idea what was going to happen. So that was, like, so everything was, like, new. Everything was a surprise. So that was cool. Um, I hope you guys liked my review. You know, there will be many more to come, I'm sure. Um, you know, I'll let you guys know if you guys want to see my review for Black Panther as well, since I mentioned it so much today. Let me know. I'll be plan. I'll be happy to um you know link you up to that. Shout out to D Way. You know his birthday is today. You know I can't let you know. We live. I can't let this day pass by without saying nothing. Miami Wade County. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know I mean the last dance season um is happening right now. I'm hoping. I'm hoping to get out to a heat game soon. Let you guys know about that. But yeah, shout out to The Flash, D-Wade. Um, thank you guys for joining me today and for listening. As always, if you have any comments, any questions, please hit me up on social media. Um, Sugar Bee Podcast Miami um, on here, on on Instagram, on Snapchat, milliliter 23 And yeah, just let me know what's up. Good night, Miami.